it's Kathleen here, and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events, contact me, or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. Trusting God. All right, let's pray as we start. Father, thank you so much um, for your great grace, Lord, that's available. And I thank you that you're a God that cares and knows us and a God we can trust. So help us to unpack this lesson, apply it to our lives, Lord, and walk hand in hand confidently, trusting a God that dearly loves us. In Jesus' name, amen. So... I want to start with why I'm doing this lesson. There was, um, in 2019, the beginning of the year, I always take some time to pray and just seek God about the upcoming year. And the scripture the Lord gave me was Deuteronomy 3, verses 6 and 7. And I'm going to read that to you because the Lord gave that to me the beginning of the year. And here's what that scripture says. The Lord, him, your God himself, will cross over ahead of you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord, your God, goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. That is such an incredibly powerful scripture. And that's what the Lord gave me. And I was like, Lord, that is, I'd read it before because I'd done a study on Deuteronomy, but it had been in years. But that scripture governs me that entire year because I love the fact that the Lord goes ahead of you and he goes ahead of me. He's, He's already in our future. But for us, it's taking his hand and walking with him. And it says, be strong and courageous. They're gonna be, There are going to be some tough days, perhaps. You might have a tough day tomorrow. You might not. But we can be strong and courageous. And it's not in God's heart for us to be terrified or afraid because the Lord is with us. And he never leaves us or forsakes us. I mean, you could spend... That one's worth memorizing, but there's so much that's in that. And then I felt, and what was written in my journal was what I felt the Lord say to me. He said, don't partner with a negative. Instead, upgrade your trust. And I'm going to pass that on to you. I don't think I put that in your notes for those of you that have my notes, but I should have. (laughs) I'll make a note of that. Don't partner with a negative. Instead, upgrade your trust. And then I felt him say, my presence is your present. 
God's presence is a present to you and to me. Then I felt him say, walk with me and trust me. Trust and peace go hand in hand. Trust and peace go hand in hand. God's presence and the fact that we can walk with a God who loves us and is with us in every single solitary thing we face. We can walk with him and trust him. And trust and peace go hand in hand. You know, when your heart is at peace, or you know that you have the Lord right beside you, and you know his love for you, then it makes it easier to trust. And then I felt God say, my heart is that you have total trust, total assurance, and total confidence. And when I saw, when I wrote that down, I just thought, okay, I I feel a challenge that I need to come up higher because I don't have total trust, total assurance, and total confidence. But I didn't see that as a negative. I saw that as the Lord saying, take another step up. I've just got an upgrade for you. You know how we get a new phone and we get an upgrade and we get a phone that works a little bit better and it works, yeah, and we have to learn to use it, that's for sure. Um, But we get an upgrade in what what we have, but then there's also a learning curve too. And so the Lord gives us things, but I know he's calling all of us up higher um, in this day and in this time. Number one in your notes, to trust, we have to believe God loves us and really believe in his lordship. He is over all things and bigger than any obstacle we face. To trust, we have to believe God loves us and believe in his lordship. He is over all things and bigger than any obstacle that we face. You know, in every encounter, in every day in life, we get to magnify something. We can either magnify our problems, our fears, our trouble, or we can magnify God. And you and I get to choose. We get to choose what we're going to magnify. Romans tells us, Romans 8, 38 and 39. You might be sitting there or listening saying, yeah, but you don't know what all I've done. And I'm not sure that all of this is for me. Um, but here's what the Bible tells us. It says in Romans 38 and 39, 8, 38 and 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither present or future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, anything else on creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. He loves you, he loves you, he loves you, he loves you just the way you are. He sees your potential and he calls you and me up higher. 
But, you know, think about it in the natural sense. It's hard to trust someone, really, unless you know that they care for you, that they at least care for you. But when you know they really love you, it makes trust just a little bit easier. But we can't always trust people. So what do we do? We, we can be confident as we understand God's love. And you may be sit, sitting there, and I know for me, I've shared part of my testimony in other lessons, but I was convinced God loved other people, but there was something deep in my heart that I wasn't convinced he really loved me. And God had to undo a lot of lies that I had, I had believed. Um, but the more that I understand his love, the more confidence it gives me to step out there and do things. I'm doing things now I would have never guessed I would have done. But there's a security in the love of God. And somebody, you know, from Romans 8, 38 and 39, that's such a pure and committed love. Height nor death, angels, demons, present, future, anything that can keep God from loving us. That's a pure, committed love. And somebody has our back. Number two, what is the definition of trust? What does it mean? Well, as a noun, it means the firm belief in the reliability truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. The firm belief in the reliability, the truth, or the strength of someone or something. And as a verb, it means to believe in the reliability, the truth, and the strength of someone. As a verb, trust means to commit to the safekeeping of. It means commit. So we have an opportunity to commit whatever our worry is, our fear, our concern to the Lord and have faith and hope and confidence in him. You know, um, I have my grandchildren here this weekend, which was so much fun. And you know what I love about children is their incredible trust. And I've got a two-year-old grandson, and I've got eight grandbabies, and they're all a lot of fun. But you know what? They know that their Max loves them. They know I love them, and there's such a trust. They just jump off the playground equipment, you know, and you have to catch them. Uh, they just jump, you know, they because guess what? They know I'm going to catch them. And, of course, for me, I'm like, nothing's going to happen on my watch, you know. <laughs> as a grandmother, that's the last thing that we want to happen is for one of our grandkids to get hurt or something. But I love their innocence and just their ability to trust and that's the way it is with God that's the way it is with God and what how he wants us to live is that free to where we're like I know he's going to be with me I know even if a bad thing happens he's going to walk me through it and I'm going to come out better I know he's going to catch me it may feel like I'm falling forever and ever it may feel like I've fallen down and can't get up but God loves me he's with me and he's gone before me and let's look at Psalm 52, verse 8. I'm not making this stuff up, I promise. 
Psalm 52, verse 8 says, I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. So my question to you is, can you say that? Can you say that? Are we flourishing in our walk with the Lord and trust in his unfailing love? That's a good declaration. You might take that, write that one down and say, God, I trust in your unfailing love forever and ever. That's a good declaration. And Isaiah 30 verse 15 tells us, It says, this is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, in repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. But you would have none of it. Now, in that passage, there's several things we can see. Number one, well, there's a lot of things we can see. But... In quietness, what I want to bring out is in quietness and trust, we find strength. Sometimes we can get so busy running around, trying to figure things out, talking to our friends, talking to, you know, our neighbor, talking to anybody that'll listen. But there's this place where if we just go to the Lord and say, Lord, I just need to get quiet before you. I need you to still my heart. Because I need strength right now. And it tells us right there in the word that trust is your strength. When you're running around all stressed out, uh, feeling overwhelmed, not that there aren't going to be things that come in your life. You and I have a choice. The last part of that passage says, but you would have none of it. See, the Lord is telling the children of Israel, wait a minute. I've given you this stuff, but you're not, you're not taking it and using it. And that's what, the God, that's what God has to say to you and me these days. So why should we trust God? I mean, we can't see him. We may not always be able to feel him. Well, number one, he loves us and believes in us and is trustworthy. He loves us, believes in us, and is trustworthy. So we've already kind of gone over that. Number two, we trust in who he is, in his character. Because we studied last week how he's kind, gracious, peaceful, patient, gentle. That's part of his character. I mean, you think of that. And maybe think for a minute, do I know a person that's like that? Do you have somebody in your life that is peaceful, kind, joyful, patient, gentle with you? That kind of person's easy to trust. And he's, God is truly the only one we can really trust because people are people. And we can't always trust people because all of us can fail. All of us can fall short. So what's another reason we should trust God? Because you don't want to be a control freak. You know why you don't want to be a control freak? It wears you out. And you know how I can tell you that? Because I used to be one of them. (laughs) And it wore me 
out. There were things that were, I had just had a lot of fears, so I tried to control whatever I could, from my kids to my husband to situations. And when I learned about trusting God, and learned, really when I learned about how much He loved me, it was a game changer and allowed me to learn to trust more and take my hands off. But I look back and not that I don't get tired now, but I don't live the way I used to live. I had somebody say to me this week that um, that I was working with, um, and she said, you know, you just carry a piece. There's just something different. You just carry a piece. And I had to smile because I know that's the Lord. And that's what I was able, that's what I was able to share and just share. I didn't used to live. I didn't, haven't always been this peaceful. It's something as I've practiced and understood the love of God and that he's with me that has helped me in overcoming that. So the next thing why we should trust God is trusting God keeps our heart at peace. The more you trust the more peace you're going to have. And if, um, let me just take, there's a podcast that I have. I believe it's Walking in Peace in a Crazy World. So you might want to check that out too. And another reason we should trust God is it tells us in 2 Samuel twenty two twenty nine. it says, He is a shield for all who trust Him. God is a shield for all who trust Him. One more reason we should trust God, because life here on earth is challenging. How many of you have some challenges? How many of you have some challenging people? You know, how, you know, right now in New Valley, it's a challenge in our community because there's dissension and, and um, this community needs healing. And that's what we need to pray for. And we should trust God because we encounter things that are terrifying at times. We encounter things that can scare us, and we never know what's around the corner. But we we encounter things. So it's in those places when things are terrifying that we we can trust God. Psalms 53, 56 verse 3 says, I love this passage. And when I was learning to overcome fears, it was one I really clung to. When I am afraid... I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust and am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? And so, you know, when you find yourself in places where fear tries to grip your heart, you can declare your trust in God and say, I put my trust in you. There's something about us taking the choice that we have. When You know, we have choices, and our choices can either strip us of power or give us power. We can't control our circumstances. We don't know what's going to happen when we walk out the door of this building. But we can choose how we handle it and either put our trust in God or not. And for me, sometimes I've had to, you know, I've had to preach to myself and say, you will trust God. God, I will trust you. There's something about making a declaration and taking your power. And when you do that, you, you 
you can rest a little bit more. Fear is doubt and unbelief. And doubt and unbelief is not trusting God. We talked about that in our lesson on fear. But fear is doubt and unbelief. And in simple forms, doubt and unbelief is not trusting God. So how do we trust God? We've seen, we've talked about why. We've studied about what the word means, but how do we trust him? So these are some things you might want to jot down. A, we cast our burdens on him. In other words, we give him what we're worried about, what we're concerned about. We give him the unknown and the future. We cast our burdens upon him. I want to read you from Psalm 55, 22 and 23, because it tells us about casting. It says, cast your burden upon the Lord, which means release the weight of it. This is the amplified version. And he will sustain you. When we release the burden or the weight of whatever it is, he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be moved. And that righteous to be moved means to slip, fall, or fail. I liken this. I know uh, one of the things that my husband and I enjoy doing is going fishing. And I was thinking about this, this verse as I was casting my rod one day. And, you know, for me, I was really trying, I have to really try and put power in it. I'm still learning about it. But, you know, there's something when you throw, and I was thinking of casting. And for me, I get my stance, you know, I, there's several things you have to do. Push the release, and you don't want a backlash, you know, there's all of this. But it's throwing forcefully. And that's what the Lord tells us to do with our burdens, what concerns us. The next thing about how do we trust God or be is declare your trust in the Lord. Declare your trust. And I've already gone over that a little bit, but I want to read you um, a scripture. And it says, But you, O Lord, will bring down the wicked into the pit of destruction. The men of blood and treachery shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in, lean on, and confidently rely on you. In this passage uh, in Psalms 55, verse 22 and 23, David declared his trust in the Lord. He's talking about his burdens. He's talking about, you know, the Bible says, cast your burden, but then David declares, but I will trust in, lean on, and confidently rely on you. So declare your trust. I remember one time uh, we had just gotten some bad news about my late husband and his diagnosis and just um, what the prognosis was, what they were thinking. And it was overwhelming, and my husband was not feeling very well anyway, so to absorb that news, and I knew he was dependent on me, and MD Anderson is a huge hospital, and we had to get a ways, we had to walk a ways uh, to, to get to the vehicle. And actually, he was in a wheelchair um, because he just, he needed, the, 
the chemo had taken a lot of his strength. But we came out of the doctor's office and my head was spinning from the news we'd gotten. And I said, you know, honey, sit right here for a minute. I'm going to go to the restroom. Now, true confessions, I didn't really need to go to the bathroom, but I walked in and I looked at myself in that mirror and I looked at myself and pointed at myself just, and I said, you will trust God. You have no choice in this situation but to trust God, Kathleen. And I turned and walked out of the bathroom and it gave me a grace and strength to do what I needed to do because everything in me wanted to come apart at that time. So declare your trust. Another scripture that talks about declaring trust is Isaiah 12, 2. And it says, surely God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. And he also has become my salvation. I love that scripture. And I've learned that even when things don't turn out the way that I want, God is big enough to fix it and walk me through it. And I can come out better. That is one of my, my constant prayers is I may not like a situation I'm in, but Lord change me, change me or change the circumstance or change me and change it or change this person. And that's a great prayer. I use that a lot with my husband, you know, <laughs> when you don't see eye to eye on things and you just don't in marriages. Good marriages take work. They take practice. But if you don't see eye to eye, I, one of my, and it's a put you in a win-win situation or change me or change him. And either way, you put yourself in a win-win. C, for the reasons we need to learn to trust God or, or how to trust God is we let go. And letting go is a part of life, and it's directly related to our trust in God. And there are many things we have to let go of. I'm sure, you know, some of you can relate just as your kids grow up, letting go of them. Uh, maybe there's a situation at work, and they make a new policy. And you might not really want it to happen, but there's a point where... Yes, speak your mind. Yes, speak up. But then there's a point of letting go and saying, okay, Lord, even if this doesn't work out, I know I can trust you. I know, and you may have heard, some of you may have heard me share this analogy. Uh, my oldest son came home from school one day and he said, Mom, um, I want to go, I think I want to go to the Naval Academy. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's talk about this. All I know is it's in another state that's far from your mother. And I didn't really raise my son to go to war. You know, now tell me why you want to. And so we did go and scout it out. And we did go and check into it. Um, and then I really had a good conversation with him one day as I was driving him to school. His truck was broken. And so I drove him to school. And when he got out of the car that day... I sat there and he had really good answers for all of my questions. And I sat there in that parking lot and I cried. I just sobbed and said, Lord, I did not raise this child to go to war. And the Lord said to me, he said, but your constant prayer raising him was, Lord, help me prepare him for his destiny. 
And he said, Kathleen, can you let go of him so he can fulfill it? And I sat there and just boo-hooed for a while because I thought, how do I argue with God and win? <laughs> it's not going to happen. So there's things that need to adjust and change in my heart. You know, Mary, the mother of Jesus, is another example of how she let go of her plans. We're talking about letting go. You know, she kind of had her plan. She was going to marry Joseph. They were engaged. They were going to live happily ever after. And all of a sudden, an angel appeared and said, oh, by the way, you've been chosen for a special assignment. You've been chosen. And in this choice, the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you, and you're going to conceive, and you're going to give birth to the Savior. Now, I can only imagine what those kind of words sounded like. You talk about that, but Mary gives us a good example of how we need to do that. Luke 1.29, listen to her response. And you can read the story in Luke 1.29 through 38. Her response was, I am the Lord's servant. May it be unto me as you have said. Now that girl knew God. And that girl trusted God because her plans changed on a dime. And letting go makes us vulnerable to the goodness of God. You know what Mary traded was much better, I think, than anything she could have imagined. She was chosen to be the mother of the Savior. And in his death and resurrection... It gives all of us access to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's through Jesus that we have forgiveness of sin. And it's through Jesus that we have eternal life. And she was chosen for that. God is going to choose some of you to do things that are going to be beyond you. And it's important that now you begin practicing this. You begin practicing these things so that your trust can be like Mary's. Be it unto me. I am your servant. Letting go, I can tell you, has not been easy for me, but I find the more I practice it, it's easier. And it declares my love for the Lord when we let go and trust. And it really is an act of worship. It's like, Lord, I don't understand this. doesn't make any sense, but I choose to trust you. And It is a submission to the Lord. As we let go of our plans, as we let go of the things we hold on tightly to, it opens us up to possibilities that are beyond our comprehension. You know, my son graduated from the Naval Academy, and he went directly to work. He went directly into the Persian Gulf, and then the Iraqi War, he was actually, even though he was in the Navy, he was on the ground and had a special assignment there, which was, uh, again, another opportunity to trust trust the Lord. And I can tell you now, he's gone almost 20 years. In fact, he'll be, he'll be um, retiring at the end. And so God has been faithful. But I'm telling you, as a mom, it wasn't the easiest thing to let go and let him release him to the Lord so he could fulfill the call of God on his life. Some of you are raising kids that God is raising up to be mighty leaders. And you have a very important job 
because God is going to be using some of your children in the days ahead. D, another way we can trust God is we can repent. We can take ownership for our own failures. Repent of any time you've tried to control a situation. Repent of any time you've tried to hang on. You know, and repentance sets us free. And so call fear what it is. If you're afraid of something, if you're afraid of letting go of X, Y, Z, whatever it is, you know, say, Lord, I just realized I hadn't been trusting you, and I repent, and I, I cast it on to you. Lord, forgive me of this. Because he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. The Bible tells us that. And E, another way to trust God is we give him lordship over our life. We make him bigger. We make him bigger. Let's read what Proverbs 3, verse 5 tells us. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. You've heard, some of you have heard that scripture, but I love how it says, trust him with all of your heart. I know for me, it's like, all right, I'll trust you with half of this, (laughs) but you might need my help, Lord, you know, I'm sure. You know, and the Lord's asking us to trust him with all our heart, and we can't always lean on our understanding of a situation. We can't do that, but we can trust him. We can acknowledge him and ask him to direct our path and direct our steps. So my question to you is, what do you need to let go of in your life? And what do I need to let go of as I've processed this lesson? The Lord tells us in Psalm 118, verse 7, it says, The Lord is with me. He is my helper. And God is ready and waiting to help you and me in our circumstances. But again, we can declare our trust when we're hanging on to something that's dear to us. But it's in that place of trust that we have the opportunity to develop a closer relationship to the Lord. It's okay for you to be gut-level honest with the Lord about how you're feeling about a situation or a circumstance or your kids or your family member or your finances or your marriage. You know, the list could go on. We can't always see God maybe in the situation. And one of my prayers is, Lord, open my eyes to see you in this situation. Open my eyes. Where I've had on blinders, where my vision needs adjusting, open my eyes to see. My husband and I were out hunting in Alpine, Texas, and it's quite windy out there. And I was praying as um, I was walking through one of the pastures. I was just praying, and um, I was discouraged, to be quite honest, about something because I just hadn't seen God move in this situation so I was just chatting it out as I'm you know walking through the brush out there and all of a sudden a gust of wind really blew hard and I could see the trees 
you know, the, the cedar tree swaying. I could see the grass, actually. It was tall, and it was laying down. And in that, that, in that um, moment, I just felt the Lord say, he said, he said, Kathleen, I'm working in ways you cannot see. Trust me. He said, you can't see, but you see the evidence. See, I saw the evidence when that gust of wind blew. I couldn't see God in the situation. But in that gust of wind, as it blew, I saw evidence, even though I couldn't see the wind. You and I can't see the wind. But I saw the evidence because the tree was, the trees were swishing and the grass was laying down. And we may not always be able to see but we can trust God. And that's what he was saying to me in that. And I stood still and I took a deep breath and just let those words sink into my heart. And I could feel his presence surround me. You know, and that's what the presence, that's what God says. We learned about how in his presence we find strength. It's in those places sometimes that are hard that we can Practice and work and work with the Lord and what he's trying to do in our lives. Isaiah 43 verse 18 says, See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert. I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. You know, that scripture is such a good one because the Lord's saying, take note, you're not, you may not be seeing this the way I see it, but I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. You know, I'm sure going back to the story of Mary, I'm sure having her baby in a stable was not a dream for her. Um, I can just imagine, well, I can only imagine um, what that must have been like. But it was in that place where she couldn't lean on her understanding, but she just followed me. She just chose to trust God and follow his lead. But from that, we have eternal life. We have salvation. So ask God to open your eyes to see things from his perspective and reveal truth to you. That's one of my things. Lord, I may not be seeing this right, I may have deceived myself. You know, Lord, reveal truth to me in this situation. Psalm 63 verse 1 tells us, it says, O Lord, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So seek God. What's your personal wilderness? Is it finances? Is it marriage? Is it kids? Is it conflict at work? Conflict in the community? Tension at home? Sickness? These, All of these things can make us feel like we're in a dry place or like God has forgotten us. But Psalm 37, verse 3 and 5, I want to read that. It says, Trust in the Lord and do good. There it is again. He's telling us again. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, he says it again, and he will do this. 
you and I can choose to trust God. And as I wrap things up, I want to read to you just a powerful scripture in Colossians. This is Colossians 1.17. And I want to encourage you to take all of these scriptures, look them all up, see what God has to speak to you. But Colossians 1.17 says, He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. In Him all things hold together. He's before all things, and that was how this script, that's how this lesson started. The Lord was, you know, had gone before the children of Israel. And he was saying, Don't fear, don't be discouraged. But here it is again. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Sometimes as women, I think it's easy to think we have to hold it all together. We have to keep it, get it all done. And we do have a lot on our plate. We do. Um, We really do. But this scripture tells us that it's him that holds it all together. I want you to just think for a moment as we close, and I want to just lead you in a prayer. I encourage you to read the scriptures, to do the... the, um, to do the study guide that you received today. And let process this lesson because there's really some deep things that I know the Lord is speaking to all of us in this time, in this season that we're living in. I mean, there is so much from, on a major level of things that are going on in our world. We can look at the little things or the things that are in our community, which are big to us. But there's some major things going on in the world. But you and God, you were ordained. God ordained you and me to live for such a time as this. And he has a call on each and every one of your lives. I see him raising up all of us as an army and getting us into shape. He's getting us into shape. And just like in the military, you have to do certain things. You have to do, you go through some boot camp, but it makes you stronger. It makes you stronger and then you're prepared for the days ahead. And that doesn't mean we have to fear in any way. We can walk confidently when we know how much God, God loves us. But I want to lead you in a prayer as we begin to close. And so I want everyone to just close your eyes. And I want you to just think of something that you you just you need to let go of or you've tried to control in your life. And you may think of five, but let's just do one right now. Just pick one. And I want you to just repeat this prayer after me. If it's your heart, say, God, I come to you, and I realized I've tried to control and fill in the blank. Now say, I realize that I did this out of fear, and fear is not from you. Fear is doubt and unbelief, and it's not trusting you. So please forgive me. 
I accept your forgiveness, Lord. And I declare that I will trust you. Make me aware in the future when I might try to go back to my old ways and I will be quick to repent and trust you. God, give me a fresh revelation of your love for me. I choose to trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I ask that you bless each and every person listening to this, each and every one, Lord, whether by podcast, by Facebook, by in person. Lord, I ask that you bless them that we hold your hand, that we have an attitude like Mary says, I am your servant and be it unto me. Lord, increase our understanding of your great love for us. Bless each family. And Lord, I pray for great grace and that we would be the people that throw our burdens, that we cast them on you, that we don't carry them around. And use us, Lord, in the days ahead. Thank you that we have nothing to fear because we trust you.